This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Say it's, it is just another game at the end of the day. Once you get out there and start playing, it's just another game. But obviously coming here um, and being here was a big deal and I'm happy that we won. Does tonight close one, the chapter or no, carry that chip? No, no it doesn't. For, it, I mean, obviously you saw it out there. I mean, I don't know. It's... I was once here and now I'm gone. I mean, it's the same for everyone. Um, everyone's, I was drafted here. I loved my, my time here, playing here. It was amazing, but at the end of the day, they didn't want me. So it doesn't end anything. <laughs> Gabe Velarde, one goal, three assists, all primary assists last night, leading the charge with Nikolai Ehlers as well as Mark Shifley on that top line as the Jets wrap up their road trip with a 5-2 win over the LA Kings. Cam Poitras, Jim Toth. Jim, how you doing? I am well, Cameron. How are you? And that was, uh, that kept me up last night on the post game when Gabe Velarde oh. started speaking. And I'm like, yeah, I heard Coach Bonus. Maybe I'll just go for, oh, oh, what's that? He he grabs you. You know, he's, uh, any, Gabe Velarde is an extremely honest person. Yes. He doesn't dance around stuff. He's not into the, the cliches and all that. He, he tells you exactly how he felt. And I, and I thought that was honest. I mean, uh, you know, maybe a lot of NHLers feel that way. I'm sure a lot of them do. Oh, for sure. But they, they won't do. go out and say it. And Velarde's just honest. Yeah. No, it's not over. We beat him today, but it's not over. I, I still feel the <laughs> same way. Nothing's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's Rambo at the end of First <laughs> yes. Blood. Nothing's it ain't over. over. Nothing's over. Um, I totally agree with you. I, I think this um, this is going to go on throughout his career. It's yeah. how everybody, somebody motivates him. I, for sure, other players who get dealt after they've been drafted um, go this route. like and, and they find a little bit of extra motivation, I, I would think. Um, you can't tell me that Matthew Tuchuk, when he goes back to Calgary, doesn't want to beat the Flames. And yeah. you can't tell me that. Um, now, that's different because he wanted out, right? Yeah. A lot of people reached out to me, not a lot, sorry, but some people uh, texted or at least on social media asked, like, so does that mean he doesn't want to be here? No, not at all. I, I think, if anything, it makes him want to no. be here even more because the LA Kings traded him and you heard what he had to yeah. say, but this is a team that wanted him. And That's exactly how I heard that. That's yeah. exactly how I heard that. So, I mean, it was a, it was an impressive game again last night, Cam, and, and Vlardy in that top line with Shifley and Ehlers leading the way. Ehlers looks healthy again, and, and yeah. we're going to talk about that, but good for him. Um, like I said, I thought the second period against San Jose, he was absolutely flying. Um, and the thing I, I didn't like about the last power play against San Jose with about three minutes to go, and then in his postgame show, he goes, yeah, I, I can't turn the puck over like that or get yeah. rid of it. i got to do something with it. So I... I they're on something here. Like, like this is, I know a lot of people because of last January being first in the West and waiting for the other shoe to fall. Yeah. I don't know if the other shoe is going to fall with this team. And what I'll say by that is, so they, they lose three in a row for the first time. Then they win four in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the fourth time they've done that this year. When you can put together with less than 30 games to play three game winning streaks, four times in a season this early, you you have something. Yeah. There's not like the Oilers are on a seven or eight game heater right now. Trying to get to nine tonight. But we know how they started. Yeah. So what are we do- talking about the Oilers? What are they? Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna stay hot. They're gonna keep pushing. But there's also a lull coming. Yeah. Do you see an extended lull with this Jets team coming? I don't. There's a different feeling and a different vibe. I I this team is different than last year. Yeah. And it's amazing. In last five years. In my well, mind. yeah. I mean, it's amazing how. I mean. 
but there was lots of changes. You know, so maybe we look at, oh, you know, you remove Pierre-Luc Dubois and you remove Blake Wheeler and you add Velarde and I follow and Rasmus Kupari, who's who's injured right now. But there's Nito Niederreiter. There's Vladislav Nemestikov. You know what I mean? There, there is changes. We talk you know, about Dylan Sandberg has taken another step. You know, there's there's guys challenging on the blue line. Um, you know, Laurent Brassois comes in. He's been great the last couple games. We talk about the two guys who have left. We don't talk about the five that have come in. Yeah. And there are five. And and Josh Morrissey mentioned this on Darren Dreger's podcast. Everybody focuses on the L.A. trade and the three players that they yeah. got back. He he said to them in that room, it goes back to the deadline when Nemestikov and Niederreiter came in. Yeah. And I that really stood out to me when I heard him say that because he's right. Like those two and the way they play. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I hearken back to... When the season ended, we saw what everybody said about Bonus calling it disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonus having to come out and saying, okay, that's how I feel, but maybe I, I shouldn't have, blah, blah, blah. And we all wonder how this summer is going to go and what can be rectified and what direction it's going to go in. Um, but I remember you and I sitting on this program at the end of the year, and I said, I just think that after another disappointment and mm-hmm. not realizing their potential playoff run going out, that this town, this province – would pay to watch Adam Lowry and Nito Niederreiter work their tails off every night yeah. more than they would pay to see a top six of highly skilled guys try to outscore their problems. Yeah, yeah. And what do we have here right now? We have a very good top line without Kyle Connor, Com- as we've discovered. Combined, Velarde, Ehlers, Shifley, combined plus 15 yesterday. But, but wow. But we have a top six that might not be as skilled but there's not one line that doesn't work their tail off. There's an identity there. Like this is kind of a Manitoba team. You this know, is kind of a Rick bonus team <laughs> yeah. that there's skill there. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's about effort. It's about shift in, shift out. They won a game last night that from my, you know, covering this team since they came from Atlanta, I find myself going when it's two, nothing, ah, this game's probably going to end four one. Yeah. And then we see the second period, and it's 3-2. And then I, I I literally, I'm saying to myself, okay, well, can they hang on? LA's going to push. Yeah. Not only did they, they didn't hang on, Cam. They continued to play their system and not push. They didn't go out of the way to push more. They just kept playing what they are. That was the best part about it, was they were up 3-2 against the LA. They didn't put their foot off, take their foot off the gas, and they kept creating offense. They yeah. kept going after the net. That is such a good sign. When you look at where this team can go over the rest of the, uh, over the rest of the, it of might the year, sign cliche, but they kept circling. Yeah, they're like, we're not. It's three two. We're down two nothing. We're not satisfied. We're going to keep circling. You, you there remember, seems yeah. to be an aura of um, when Line A and Wheeler and those yeah. kind of guys were here. That if this were to happen, they'd go, okay, guys, let's snipe a few here in the third and walk away with the win. And I don't know if yeah. that's what's being said, but that's the feel I got off it. Twenty eight games in, do the Jets have an identity? I think they do. I think they do, and, too. And this is a group that I now think that instead of, like, if, if they were down 2 nothing last year, the year before, four years ago, yeah, I honestly believe that they come back, make it 3-2, and they go into the, I, I think the, and I don't know this, but this is just my feel of it, is yeah. that they would be like, okay, guys, let's snipe a few more and let's get out of here with a win. <laughs> now I feel like they go down 2 nothing, up 3-2, they come out for the third, and they just, they look at each other and go, more. Yeah. Let's get more. Like it's not it's not a big speech, it's not a big let's do some dangles, let's snipe a yeah. few. It's not fancy hockey. It's not 
Highlight get on, hockey. Get on it's, your jackhammer. It's hard work. Let's get more, more. Yeah. Hey, we frame this this side of the building, and the lights are going down. It's getting dark, but let's get the other side up quick here, and let's get out of here. Like it's just that workman kind of yep. attitude that they've got this. We're going to go get it, and and they did that to the L.A. Kings last night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And, and, uh, Nick Ehlers got to mention him here. Yeah. Uh, here was, uh, uh, Rick bonus on Ehlers as well as, as Gabe Velarde and, and Shifley last night, combining for 11 points. He was playing really well. He's been playing really well. This is the best he's played because he's healthy. Mm-hmm. He's a hundred percent healthy, which we can't, couldn't always say early and we couldn't always say last year, but when he's skating like that, he's elite. It's elite speed skills, obviously, and hockey IQ. So, uh, you love to watch him play, but, um, you know, that's it, just tonight. That was a uh, that line made the difference. But it's a good, it's a good fit with Gabe on the right side and Mark, who's a hockey IQ is uh, above the charts as well. So, um, but when you get Nick skating like that, man, he's tough to defend. Rick Bonus there on uh, on on Nick Ehlers, and I, I said earlier in the year, Jim, I said the Winnipeg Jets need Nick Ehlers. That's exactly why last night why they need him, especially when you have Kyle Connor down and he's going to be out for 68 weeks here as he recovers from his sprained MCL and his uh, deep bone bruise on his knee. Yeah. Well, and we talked about this at the start of the year, remember? Yeah. And we, we did, we both said this, but I, I was pretty heavy on, I have a lot of runway left for Nick Ehlers. Yeah, I know too, a lot yeah. of people in this town don't, um, but he, I said, he's got to stay healthy and he's got to do it. He's got to actually stay healthy and become a point of game player. Um, and, and I think the last week and a half, two weeks, he looks really healthy Yeah, and he and it has a, at a training camp. So that's, this is why, like what we've seen from him lately is why I have a lot of runway left for him. I want to play this other clip here from Gabe Velarde and we'll, 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 ha- we'll take this, play this clip. We'll talk about it. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Daniel Fink, voice of the Manitoba Moose will be joining us right after 1230. We'll talk prospects. Uh, we'll talk the upcoming teddy bear toss. Um, just uh, you know, talk where the Manitoba Moose are, and then we'll uh, definitely have some time for your guys' text messages. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. But this is a great quote from Gabe Velarde. Um, you, a lot of the times you'll hear, "Oh, it's just so easy to play with these guys." You know, just building chemistry. You know, it's not that easy. It's not that easy when you're Gabe Velarde and you miss nearly two months out of the season. It's not easy when you just have training camp to build chemistry with guys like Mark Shifley and with Nick Ehlers. And this was him commenting on getting to know, uh, getting to know a team and getting to know the team and the members and its tendencies isn't easy. It's not seamless, I'll tell you that. Um, especially, I think, for guys like me and AI who we haven't played with everyone. I mean, I feel like if that was my ninth or tenth game there and I've played with different guys and kind of just shuffling in and out or through the lineup not in and out sorry um but it uh, it takes time to to build chemistry obviously tonight we fortunate enough to to get a lot of goals there um but not every night's like that you saw last night I thought we had a lot of chances too they weren't going in so uh yeah it's just part of hockey you gotta adapt and build chemistry over time I think it's a great perspective on it yeah. It, it isn't easy. It really isn't. It, I loved his quote too. That like the idea that and Nick Ehlers is a prime example. Yeah. The idea that Kyle Connor, if he's out, say he's out seven weeks, that he's just going to roll back into this is. I love that comment he said the other night after San Jose or the no, it was the Anaheim game about yeah. um, Kyle Connor's injury. That I think and we do, we sit around and we hear six to eight weeks. And we go, he'll be back. He'll be great. Oh, great. He's coming back. Like, we yeah. don't understand that the timing, the chemistry, that it takes time. Yeah. 
and it, some guys do it faster than others, but it it it's something that has to be worked on. Um, but man, I don't. Of the great, four game a, road trip of the games I thought they would win was the one they would lose. That's how it works usually, isn't it? Yeah. No, it was a great road trip for the Winnipeg Jets. They come back, take it on the Colorado Avalanche uh, here in town. Of course, that's going to be a fantastic game. Give you the details on that when we come back. Let's take a break. Uh, and uh, hey, look, hey, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They've released their schedule for the upcoming 2024 season. I'll tell you who they're going to be opening their season against at IG Field. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. You I have like to this to the home sport. opener. I don't like Speaking it. Speaking of vengeance. I don't like it. I, can't, I will have my vengeance I have in this life for the next. I'll tell you something about me, Jim. I, haven't, I can't watch any of the post. I haven't been able to do it yet. I haven't watched any post game. I haven't watched anything. I, it's too it's too tough. Too raw? It's still raw. Oh, yeah, I'll I can't watch that. Uh, Kyle Walters is back and Willie Jefferson. Well, I know that. Oh, but like I, I didn't listen to anything else. Yeah. Like honestly, like I'm at the point where if I see like I was I was watching TV and there was a, a shot of an Alouette hoisting something, I turned it off immediately. I don't want to see it. You don't even like. I don't even recognize it as a win. I don't recognize the Montreal Alouettes as the Great Cup champions. You I don't, don't do it. even. You don't even like the bird anymore. I see an Alouette. You're like this is. This is, I'm not feeding that thing. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much, Jeff Braun. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Text the show. What do you think about that? The Bombers and the Alouettes in the opening game. I love it. I really, um, like, love the CFL. Yeah. Grew up watching it as a kid, wanted to be a CFL player. Um, I just, I'm so disappointed. Like the whole stats on the website this past year. Yeah, it was a disaster. Absolutely ridiculous. There are literally high school football leagues that have better um, websites and stats than the Canadian Football League did. Yep. And then the whole idea of the scheduling of being unbalanced and the fact that Paul Apolise becomes a head coach and he doesn't come to Winnipeg the next season. Andrew Harris goes to a new team. He doesn't come to Winnipeg the next never, season. Andrew Harris will never have played in Winnipeg again. There's just, like other leagues, the NBA, the NBA puts out their schedule on Christmas Day and opening day, and it's a rematch of this. The NFL does a fabulous job of having Super Bowl rematches early yep. in the season and stuff. I just, I think they've really missed the ball here. So I... I give him credit. I love a great cup rematch to kick off the season. That's I think that's awesome. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. We transition from the Bombers and we go to the Manitoba Moose. We're joined by voice of the Moose, Daniel Fink. Daniel, how you doing, man? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. Good to hear your dulcet tones and uh, looking forward to a little moose chat here this afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> See, that's why we miss Daniel. Yeah. Welcome back, Daniel. Dulcet tones. So I, ever I'm perusing the Manitoba Moose Twitter page as I do every single day, and I had a little bit of a treat for me. There's a little bit of treat uh, sitting around there for me today, uh, Daniel, in regards to Jeff Malott. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, the holiday special. It's outstanding. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask you this question: How does, uh, how's Jeff the one that's getting the starring role here? Is, is there some favoritism? What's, what's happening there? Well, I mean, you watch the video, so I mean, you can see, you can see what's going on there. You mean, the, yeah, the guy's got some chops. I don't know how this is a question. He's like, it's Tom Cruise in Risky Business. It's clear <laughs> as day. A very detailed and lengthy audition process. Yeah, in, in the summer. No, um, <laughs> 
you know what? It, the, the nice thing about having, I mean, some of these guys around for a few years is you really start to get a feel for their personalities and how they do in things like these. And uh, Colin Peterson, our, our game presentation manager, it does a, a great job of writing up the scripts. And you can tell, too, that he, he's gotten to know a few of these guys over the past years. They don't have to change too much up from the scripts. He's got the personalities down. He's got their characters mm-hmm. in. And um, it's it's a lot of fun. And we get so much buy-in from these guys. Like, I mean, you, you see Jeff, he had a lot of work to do in that. You have guys yeah. wearing goofy costumes and things like that so it's you know what i'm always a little surprised and impressed by the buy-in we get but because of that and i don't know if you were scrolling through we've got some behind the scenes footage there too guys yep they get old they get together and everybody buys in and because of that everyone just has a good time so i was just it's a lot of fun sorry daniel i was just gonna say this reminds me when i covered the whl and we had a weekly show and asking the guys to do like asking Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley and stuff. Can we have an afternoon to shoot this something like that's tough. They got lives. They got kids. They got whatever. Yeah. It just reminded me of the WHL days where those guys like, yeah, I got, they'd love to. (laughs) (laughs) So it was great for them. It's a great video, Daniel. It's outstanding. Yeah. Make sure you check it out. Go to manitowamoose.com. You find it also on uh, the Moose's X Twitter page, whatever there too as well. So make sure you check that out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Hey, maybe you can, uh, Stick a couple of moose tickets in a stocking somewhere too, as well. Uh, some great, uh, some great stuff there too, as well, and some uh, great packages and, and gift ideas there too, as presented. So, uh, Daniel, um, team is five hundred right now. Manitoba Moose are ten and ten. Uh, you know, Milt Stegall, who we were talking the Bombers before, says all the time, "You are what your record says you are." But when you look at a ten and ten record, are there more positives uh, for this team right now than negatives? I think so. I mean, it's uh, it's inconsistency, right? You're going to expect that with a young team. Um, I mean, there's going to be exceptions there. Texas Stars are a pretty young team. They've had a great start to the season. But uh, when, when you look at this team, I mean, they've kind of swung wildly back and forth between some success and some down moments. And you'll even see that in the wins. I mean, they consistently win about 3-2, a 4-3 win in overtime the last one out against Calgary. And then on the other side of things, I mean, it seems like if they don't get the win, they're down by four to wrap things up. So uh, it's, it's kind of that interesting swing kind of back and forth and back and forth. And lately there's been more, I guess, fourth going as they've won four of their past five games. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's finding that consistency. And I think it's starting to look over that last five games or so they might be starting to find it. And, and that is just one of the biggest battles when you have a young team. And honestly, for almost any AHL team is finding, Finding that consistency uh, and the teams that find it earlier, find success in the early part of the season and are able to usually hold on to that and build from the season. So the Moose seem to be getting there and they've got a great test of that coming up against the Milwaukee Admirals this weekend. Uh, Daniel, along those lines, um, they always want this team to sort of mirror the system or the club that, you know, they're they're the farm team of with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, that's tough to do when it's a little bit um, younger for sure. Uh, do you see that? Do you see some similarities in the two clubs and the systems they're playing and, and youth maybe um, being partly the reason they're 10 and 10 as opposed to the kind of run the Jets are on? Yeah, and uh, yeah, both teams definitely play. There might be some slight differences here and there depending on on what the teams look like um, that, that season. But yeah, there's definitely some very similar plays between or very similar systems between the two clubs. And, um, and the Jets system is, is, is not, uh, it's, it's a bit of a heavy load, right? Like especially for those centermen. So when you have a very young center group like the Moose do, they're, they're asked to do a lot on the ice. So it's great for them to, to really advance, but you're going to have some growing pains like the Moose have 
But I mean, overall, like you said, 10 and 10 and currently in a division with the central division that is also very young across the group. And other than uh, Texas and Milwaukee, everybody's sitting around that kind of 20 point mark. So they're right in the thick of the playoff race. And who knows, by the end of the weekend could be in third place and breathing right down the next of the Milwaukee Admirals. So, I mean, they've put themselves through the first 20 games in a position to compete. That's really what you want in the early season. And now past U.S. Thanksgiving is when things really start to kick up. You get past that holiday break. That's when the league starts to hit a different level. And now we see if those young players can keep moving with some of the more veteran players in advance. And that's where we'll find out if the Moose can really push into another good uh, playoff spot like they have the past three seasons. We want to talk about those young players. Uh, got a text here, 204 780 This one's from Trevor. He says, hey, guys, uh, make sure you ask Fink about Simon Lundmark regarding his NHL potential. Thanks. That one from Trevor. Um, Maybe talk about Simon Lundmark a little bit. What do you think about him? Well, you know what? He's a guy that uh, has really been solid. I mean, he's, he's not necessarily a guy that's going to blow you away night in and night out. You're you're going to you're really you're going to see a Kyle Capobianco ripping around the ice, flying up and down, or Artemi Kenyais of guys like that. Simon Lundmark is going to very quietly go about his business, and he's been very quietly doing it very well over the last little bit. To be a real good example of that in Calgary, uh, early in the third period, he steps into a great read, picks off a pass, and immediately turns that into a two zone break away feed for Christian Reichel. So those are the things that you want to see is that good defensive mindset starting to turn into a little bit of offense. And uh, for, for Simon Lundmark, and he's doing a little bit more with his body. He's talked a lot over the last little bits about how the focus going into this season was to win more of those 50-50 battles, uh, to, to play stronger along the wall, to use that physicality. He's not a small guy. Uh, he can skate very well, but when you can add your size to your benefit, obviously very important. And he's done a lot of work with Eric Dubois on that, and he feels he's starting to see some of the benefit of that. So it's obviously a big season for Simon. He's in his third season of his entry-level contract and starting to still see some real strides in the defensive end. Parker Ford opened some eyes to some fans at training camp. How's this season going? Yeah, I mean, here's here's a guy that uh, you, you want to talk about consistency, and uh, he's he's very much himself as a player, right? He's a guy that everybody saw as a is a cannonball out there, not the biggest guy, but he's not going to shy away from any physical contact. He's going to be on the attack. He's going to be right in your face if you're a defenseman, and he's going to separate pucks. And I think that's one of the biggest facets of his game, his ability to separate defensemen from the puck along the end wall is very impressive. And then when you pair him up with a, a guy like Jeff Blatt, who can then scoop up and protect that puck like very few can, or get it over to Brad Lambert, who can speed around the zone like few other can, he's a real nice compliment to those guys. So while maybe he would like to have a few more points on the board, I'm sure he's he's done very well in his first full pro season to, to play true to his strengths and uh, use that to benefit the team. Any other prospects for the Winnipeg Jets uh, really caught your eye? Well, I mean, one guy that we don't hear a lot of people talking about uh, is, is Wyatt Bongiovanni, a guy who signed a two-year entry-level contract uh, with the Winnipeg Jets and got into his first season last year with the Manitoba Moose, picked up 18 points, was a power play specialist for the Moose, scoring uh, 13 goals, five of those on the power play, scored a big goal in the playoffs, uh, a couple of goals there in that series against Milwaukee. Well, this season, he's taken his offensive production to a whole new level. He's already got 13 points in the first 18 games, sat out the the first 
game of the season, came in, played real well, and then had a three-assist game his second game, and has been on fire really ever since. He's got four power play goals already this season. He's got a wicked shot off the wing, and uh, folks should be paying a little more attention to him. He's a guy that uh, has shown a penchant for scoring. He's battled his place into a higher spot in the, in the lineup and uh, has, has really been effective for the Moose uh, offensively and continuing to build here in this second season. I heard him with Christian O'Mell uh, on the 680 CGOB Sports Show last week. He's uh, an avid reader. And he just read uh, uh, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. And, like, I just finished reading that book. So, fantastic book if you haven't read that. So, he's got good taste in, in that regard. Well, they're not well. shooting promo videos. They read a lot. I like that. They're more than meets the eye. Uh, Daniel, There's a lot of time in airports and on airplanes. Yeah, I bet. I bet you would know that more than anyone. Uh, I know Colin Delia's got the majority of the starts. I believe it's around 11 or 12 this season. But what does the goaltending look like throughout this, this early start of the season? Yeah, I think, I think much like the team goes, so has the goaltending. I mean, you, you see some of the guys have been in, in tough spots where maybe the when, when all of a sudden there's four goals on the board, people start yelling about the goaltending. Well, when four of those goals are backdoor tap-ins, what more do you want from your goaltenders? So uh, I think uh, both 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 netminders would tell you they, they would have liked to have some better starts along the way, but I think you're starting to see them settle in. I mean, Colin Delia uh, made 50 out of 53 saves in a two-win weekend against Rockford uh, a little while ago. Oscar Salmon was very solid in his past two starts now, so maybe like the team starting to find some more consistency, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that backbone holds for the Moose, and of course we saw Thomas Millich earlier on in the season. That was exciting to see the, the young kid get into four games, in, well, four games in a row, uh, as he stepped in to, to take over for a couple of those games. So it was interesting to see him get those starts, and he acquitted himself well, very poised. So certainly the Moose have three netminders that they can really call upon here. Uh, first meetings of the season coming up uh, for the Manitoba Moose against the Milwaukee Admirals, a team they've had some epic battles with over the last couple of years. Uh, maybe tee up the game tomorrow, and then, of course, on Sunday, a absolute holiday uh, hockey classic uh, you know, always a, a special game on Sunday coming up at two. Yeah, I mean, this is this is certainly interesting. You got uh, two teams here that have played each other a lot over the last two seasons. I mean, two playoff series uh, on top of uh, some very heavy interdivisional play. So I believe right off the top of my head, they've played about uh, thirty times over the past two seasons. And amazingly, this is the first meeting of the season between them. So yeah. uh, they've had a bit of a break here. So uh, maybe that will calm down some of the emotions. But uh, you've got some fun teams. I mean, this is two clubs that uh, I believe it is uh, seven first-round picks in the uh, in the past uh, three years, since 2020. Uh, so you've certainly got some young talent. And uh, on top of that, you got some former first-round picks leading the way for Milwaukee, Dennis Gurionov, and Mark Jankowski. So there's plenty of talent on the ice. Uh, no shortage of animosity between these two teams. There's a lot of returning players from the playoff series over the past couple of years. And uh, like you mentioned, off the ice, it's fun as well. All sorts of holiday wholesomeness over the weekend. So the holiday game uh, tomorrow night, so you can get your free pictures with Santa on the concourse, which is fun. The concession stands are going to have some uh, special uh, beverages for the adults uh, in attendance, some holiday-themed drinks. And then, uh, of course, like you mentioned, the, the holiday staple with the teddy bear toss on Tuesday. So uh, folks can bring those new plush toys down to the rink, get them bagged up as they come in, and launch them onto the ice in the first intermission to support a Christmas cheer board. So looking forward to a lot of fun this uh, this weekend. You get your tickets at moosehockey.com slash tickets. 
7 o'clock tomorrow night and 2 o'clock on Sunday. You know, Daniel, nobody likes a teddy bear toss more than Jim Toth. He loves the teddy bear toss. I love it. And I often time how long it takes to clear the ice, and they've got it down to a science now. Yeah, it's one of the best events. The the players, they itch for that's a big goal, scoring the teddy bear toss. That's a huge goal. Let it rain right after the goal. Let it rain down. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> love, love, love the poor of the teddy bears. We kind of do ours in the first intermission here, which uh, doesn't give you that teddy bear goal, but it does give everybody an opportunity to kind of get around the netting too. Because uh, yes. so, many, so many of the fans are stuck <laughs> wow. in behind the netting, and all of a sudden it's a kind of a team effort to get those bears on the ice. This gives everybody a chance to run around, get around, and then launch their bear onto the ice. So always like that. They do some fun stuff with targets on the ice with the projectors and things like that. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I look forward to it every year. And you got that well, bird's eye view of saying that five-year-old's got a cannon of an arm. <laughs> You know what? I, every year I try to get one from my broadcast booth down onto the ice, but uh, as you gentlemen know, there's some catwalks up there. Uh, <laughs> that you have to, you really have to arc it just perfectly so it gets under the catwalk, but still has enough uh, leverage to or arc to get down to the ice. From the lower level of that press box, very doable. From the upper level of the press box, very tough. I thought I had it last year. But then I think I pegged some poor kid in the back of the head. Then you got to wait a whole other year. Then you got to wait a yeah. whole other Redemption. year. Daniel Fink, voice of the Manitoba of Moose, joining us. Daniel, thanks so much for the time. You take care, okay? Thanks for having me on, gents. Have a great day. Awesome Always stuff. great having you on, Daniel. Have a great call this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. 204-780-6860. Head down, down to the rink. There's a big game coming up for the Jets. It's the Colorado Avalanche. Take the family. Take some people down. Go check out the Moose as well. You know, we o'clock. often talk when there's a bomber playoff game, the yeah. double dip, like a Jets game. That yeah. I, I'd like to see the triple dip. I'd like to see who goes Moose, Jets, Moose. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But you know what? I'm up for the challenge. I'm um, up for the challenge. Maybe your spouse goes out of town. That's the, only, that's the only time that could ever possibly happen. Really? Interesting. Does that surprise you? No, I just, I would be interested in. And Jim, I guess okay, could, well, yeah. let me just like, and then if there's your spouse me, went out of town, there's me, like, I'm going we're off in the street. press box, and I'm sitting next to Jim Toth. I said, Jim, you want to go grab uh, you know, a drink after this? Oh, I got to get home. <laughs> oh, Alexis is going to come after me. I, I don't, don't have enough time. I don't know. I got to get the kids. I got to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, I don't know if I'll have time. Gotta make, gotta make, yeah. I got to go home, make dinner. I got a family now. <laughs> we'll be right back. I got a family. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Text the show. By the way, I'm going to open the phones in the Jim Toll Show at 115. Uh, Kathy Kennedy and for Hal Anderson talking about what you would stand in line for. Yeah. I'm going to continue that talk. That was fascinating how many people would still stand in line. And my line standing days are over. Uh, well, as a Disney adult, oh, that's what did it for me. Like, uh, see, if if I had a problem with standing in line, I couldn't. No, you can't. It's a to test Disney of your metal as as like, yeah. how, who are you? Who are you really? Stand yeah. in this line for an hour. You'll yeah. find out who you are, and that's how in, I over felt. The course of that time, when you get to that middle part, when you're like, you've been in line, you've seen some advancement. But then you're not, you still got a long way to go. And then the ride goes out. And then your mind starts playing tricks with yourself. Like, I don't even like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a dumb (laughs) movie. What am I doing here? Who is this? Is that that same guy? Are you really my son? Because I question things right now in in this line. That was it? That was it? 
that was it. That was it. Thing came down the side and some water splashed there's like the a boat. Ro- there's like a robot. That's what we stood in line for. There's like this robot moving his arms. Tell I've you seen what, that before. I used Running to like Johnny Depp, but this line standing, this line standing, Johnny, is too much. It's a big problem. So open the phones a little bit on that integral topic. <laughs> big stuff. Jim told to take you all the way until. Big stuff. Take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Big Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche. As always, the best in the business producing yeah, the show. One of the best. Tyson, are you in there oh, right the best? now? You said, oh, no, I, Tyson's also. He's well, very yeah. good, too, now that I one see that he's best. in there. I yeah. can't. Whoever's in that room producing is one of the best. That's right. And anyone else listening that produces the show, they're also one of the best. stand in line for you to produce my show. See you guys. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.